Hello, this is the house on Valencia Street, and I'll be your host. I use explicit language. Topics of conversation will include ghosts and the paranormal and psychic ability. We also discuss truthful experience. I'm an incest and rape survivor, and I have a scratchy voice, and I'm trying not to clear my throat, but we'll see if we can push through here. Um, uh, Let's see, what do we discuss here? Agnosticism, atheism, uh, Buddhism, Christianity, um, race, gender, socioeconomic, demographic biases, uh, kink, BDSM, uh, therapy and recovery, willful education. Some of these topics can be triggering, and you might want to use your discernment. I suggest you use your discernment. Uh, Please seek out a licensed therapist who is board certified, uh, someone who is qualified to give you an educational perspective. Um, That is not me. I am simply one case study and one person's perspective. So use your discernment. Uh, If these topics are not quite what you're up for, you're welcome to listen to other things. Oh, if you don't have money for a therapist, there's 1-800 numbers in the notes of the podcast. You can call them 24-7, and they have resources potentially locally that you could go for. Um, Hey, my website is anchor.fm forward slash MoMA, M-O-H-M-A-H. You can go there and take a listen and look at the notes and donate money, and I just love all of that, so feel free. Uh, Okay, is that the start? Yeah? Uh-huh. I think so. Okay, well, welcome to the house on Valencia Street. It's a warm August uh, 2023. I'm going to go ahead and put a capper on this recording that I'm going to splice in just a moment here. Um, I was an inspired moment, and I let a little window open, and I shared a little bit about a relative of mine I don't talk about a lot, the French one. We were quite close for quite some time, and um, detaching from her was quite hard. So I tend not to go back to those yummy times because the yucky times were traumatic, and I've had to listen to sisters and children and elders talk about her actions and how they impacted them and how they couldn't have a relationship with her because of them. And uh, so... (laughs) It's hard because there was some joy, too, and I have to kind of balance that. So, uh, But anyway, this was a rare window where I was feeling very generous and open and had flowers surrounding me. And I thought, well, we'll also talk about the French one. And here's a great memory or two from the French one. So uh, we'll dive into that, and uh, you can enjoy that. The episode is going to go ahead and lop off or end off as I stop the recording in inspiration. Uh, But... As I record or end this out, just please understand you're not alone and you're never going to be alone. Not here at the house on Valencia Street. Uh, We honor my ancestors here and we talk about ghosts and spiritual work. And before we go into the story, I'll share this. I've been reading with one tarot deck for over 39 years. Uh, The French one gave me this tarot deck when she was in her, I'm dating a professor and I'm an atheist mode. Uh, She's shifted a through a, different, a few different identities, and so have I, I suppose. We all have over 30 or 40 years. But, uh, so um, <laughs> it's, it, there's a war and peace or, you know, the best of times, the worst of times, kind of like that. Yeah, okay. So uh, here's a little capper. Here's a little bit from my family, and uh, you're not alone. 
you're never going to be alone. Not here at the house on Valencia Street. Sometimes it's uh, whether you like it or not. Hmm? All right. Had... <laughs> Let's get going on this one. <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> This is a good memory of the French one. And this is a memory that I sometimes don't allow myself to feel joy with this person because I've been so traumatized by this person and so many people in my family, and I'm almost going to start crying here. Her daughters and my sisters and my mother, all of them, I recognize how, how, how devastating it can be sometimes to be close to this person, right? Although we're healthier now, and we can sit there and, and accept that. Sometimes you don't want to feel the good feelings with people like this because you can get seduced back into justifying poor behavior or allowing people to do bad. So sometimes you police your head because you're just like, I can't start thinking good thoughts because I'll go back there and I'll get, I'll get the, the rug pulled out, right? But these are some really pleasant memories that were silly as hell from the French one. <laughs> one of our favorite proclivities uh, when we lived within about, we still would live without, within about 20 miles of each other. My sister and her husband built a house within about 20 minutes. And uh, so for over 15 years, I would go take them for Halloween and um, we had our little rituals and I put so much effort into them and now we don't even talk, but we voted for different presidents. And so that's kind of how things shake, but and that's not why it, it, it's how I got treated. It doesn't feel good, you know, so you just detach, but there's lots of love, although I also love myself and I'm not going to keep showing up, you know, but uh, if it's not good for me. That being the case when we were younger and learning and exploring, um, one common thing when uh, my sister, the French one, and I would hang out is we'd call our mother Darlene. And we'd be giggling and laughing because we were really silly and stupid. And we had this, we'd like to listen to Robert Palmer's Addicted to Love and have grunting contests and see who could grunt the best. Might as well face your dick. And we just, we just make all these wacky fucked up noises. <laughs> and then the next contest would be farting noises. We'd sit in the car. She had a little Honda CRX and we'd go around in a room, room. It was a real fast little car. And she was like a little race car driver in that. She was like little speed racer, go, speed racer, go. The French one. Uh, when I moved here, I was only 19, 20 years old, and I was just fresh out of a foster home and one year of school, and I transferred schools and, uh, in the general area within 100 miles here. The French one liked to wear trench coats from Goodwill. The French one liked to have buzz cuts and had long tails of hair that would go down beneath her chin. And she was vogue, and she was odd, and she was a little bit kooky. Um, you could probably see her not quite as far as a goth like The Cure, but she was wearing octopus earrings and big horn frame, horn rim frames and uh, androgyny and kind of David Bowie-esque sometimes in androgyny, but not quite as, well, she could be quite wacky stylishly. She was very playful when it came to style, although we had different angles we were working. For me, I'm more organic Earth Mama Stevie Nicks kind of. Mama used to send me these cards with like big moons and uh, earth goddesses. She frequently send me this energy like I've got little nymphs and fairies and flowers floating around me with long hair and long skirts and are we going to read your tarot tonight, honey? You know, I mean, that kind of energy. And uh, although, you know, let's go hiking too. But anyway, um, uh, my sister was more 
um, conservative than myself and more into, she worked for a jeweler uh, in between this and that. And um, she liked money. She liked stuff. She liked status in a different way than I did. And, and it was hard because we had some room in the beginning. You know, we had about 10, 15 years of play where we could go out, just be silly and kooky and try wackadoodle things. And we'd be energy off the charts. I mean, we'd intimidate probably anybody walking into a room like a couple sunballs going, whoa, you know, and sometimes when we go dance and we'd have a good time in the beginning there before she got married and had kids. And we go to live music and uh, she was into strange stuff. And uh, she taught me a lot of things. She was creative yet. Um, judging and shaming was part of the gig. And she talked about being bisexual, but her husband didn't like that. So she couldn't talk about that. So she'd fold her laundry in her new house, talking to about the cash register at the grocery store, you know, and how she was attracted to her, but she couldn't talk to anybody about it. And, well, the closeted one and me enabling it. And I don't know if I'd make that choice today. Although I learned. And it was also my sister. We were both left-handed and bisexual and crazy smart and um, dancing crazy wild, you know. And I, I was more into gymnastic, inverted yoga stuff. And she was into she, <laughs> Bella Lugosi's dead. I mean, she, you know, she and I and the hunger, you know, the hunger was a part of it. And Brazil, she brought me the movie Brazil when I was a young teen. And this person who was showing me something different in Walla Walla, she was a different flavor. Uh, she moved into an old, old Clinton Court building in Walla Walla, Washington. The Clinton Courts, yeah. Beautiful, beautiful building, huge wood floors and weighted windows. And oh, remember those, um, mm, the windows, the old fire escapes where you go down and you could look out on the court? But everybody was a little too close, see. The French one was um, hanging out with a lesbian there. And I was a teen, and I'd never really hung out with out lesbians, you know, and part of me was kind of that, you know, and so my sister was kind of doing a little bit of the French, well, you know, oh, here's my degree in linguistics, and I study French, and oh, here's my lesbian friend, you know, that type of thing. <laughs> yeah, she had a little bit of that going on, but it was great in some ways, and also we had the same voice. Our mother and her husband could not tell our voices apart, although after a decade of smoking weed and, well, She's in her 60s, I'm in my 50s. We probably not might have the same voice. But the joy here, I bring to you. <laughs> I can remember so many times when she was living in um, the city we were living here in Oregon with, with the university. We would call, we'd call our mother and we'd sing off key just to irritate her. <laughs> Because that's what you do, right? She had a really amazing voice. She had the voice of, um, climb every mountain. You know, she was the voice out of The Sound of Music. And she loved singing that because her voice could match that. She could she could punch. Oh, my God. She had an operatic voice, Darlene. So the French one and I, we had um, a different style because we were younger, you know. And, and so we'd call... <laughs> This is how you know you love each other. This is how you know you're passive aggressive. We call our mama and we'd both be on the voice and we'd be going, and we'd both be doing it, but at different tones and clashing with each other. And then we'd be laughing and laughing and laughing. And then we'd hang up. 
<laughs> and the mom would go, that's just awful. And I'd go, yeah. And we'd laugh and laugh. And it's because we all had a good ear and we were all performers, you know. And so we would tease each other by singing off key to each other. And if you really wanted to irritate mom, <laughs> excuse me, I got a little excited here. Well, we would giggle and laugh so much while we were doing this. It was... um. <clears throat> I can't sing this song. Let's see. I can edit it out later if I do it shitty. So congratulations. <clears throat> White coral bells upon the slender stalk. Lilies of the valley. I couldn't. I can't never fucking reach that. I have to bring it down. I'd have to bring it down a third or a fifth to re sing it. But we we all had to be. We all sung that song. We were forced to sing that song. Uh, so I'm not saying this grammatically correctly. Um, uh, the French one and I had the same director vocally. So I had to spend five or 10 hours a week for three years with this person whose son later took over his job, whose son later was arrested for masturbating at work. <laughs> but my director with his conservative Christian mentality, he wasn't repressed at all. Yet his son took his job and then completely defiled it. And you want to talk to me about passive aggressive? That was about 20, 30 years after what happened with uh, the abusive director at uh Wahai, that guy anyway <clears throat> talented as hell but verbally abusive and boy he was shoving the bible down your throat and he's gonna hit you upside the head i can't we sung so many christian songs always very jesus in your face well apparently his son showed him in his face didn't he <laughs> sullied his entire work environment anyway getting back to this <clears throat> We had the same director. Uh, the director was always disappointed with me. She liked the attention. She uh, put together a, a campaign and got her uh, boyfriend to be elected president of the student body. She was quite popular. She was quite a force of nature. She was uh, getting modeling for the local photographer. She was doing solos for the director. Very confident. Very much here I am, baby. And also had a different bent. She wanted to be with the son of a doctor. She, you know, she, that was she was status was important. So more so than I. And so I came along you know getting beat up and getting fucked fucked over we all were but um the director was always disappointed that i wasn't a soloist i was never going to be a solo i wasn't ready to be a soloist and maybe i'm just you know i do my own thing he wanted me to be the french one and i wasn't i was something different and also he was scary and I was getting harmed in a foster home. So I get to do that. I'm still doing that, working 20 hours a week, saving for college, uh, academic decathlon, knowledge bowl, speech and debate. I was doing all that, just trying to look for a parent, you know what I mean? But so here we are, uh, my sister and I having the same director and mama being amazingly vocally talented and uh, grandma, grandma Mildred, she would always threaten us. If you're going to be bad, I'm going to sing at you. That was her little joke. So. Anyway, all of us were really talented and vocally trained. And so the French one and I would frequently, dozens and dozens of times this happened where we'd be together, we'd go, let's call mom. <sighs> or we'd call and we'd sing white call bells upon a slender stalk and mom would go, oh, I hate that. <laughs> and that's exactly how she sounded. Oh, that's disgusting. And then she'd laugh. And then she'd do little stuff like that back at me. And her favorite thing was, you know, she loved to do Bella Glicosi. Good evening. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was mama. She, she always put a little menace into it and then giggle. Her favorite thing was to cackle like the witch in The Wizard of Oz. She was quite effective at it. You could probably pick that up from my giggle. Anyway, 
<clears throat> I wanted to talk to you first about singing off key for mama, because that's what we did sometimes. <laughs> and this is a part of my sister, the French one I deeply miss. But things are so corrupt and beyond that that joy is no longer there. And I don't trust this person who's been abusive. She tried to break my windshield on my car when she was in her disassociation. She kept trying to force me to tell me how to look for work. And she hadn't had a job in 10 years because she married this guy. And she was just doing controlling behavior. And I said, no, she just went apeshit. And she started screaming and yelling at me and I had to pull over because she was physically unsafe and she was hitting me while I was driving the car. You want to talk about a mentally unbalanced person who's screaming at you full bore hitting you in the car because you said no. I've taken 10 minutes of I don't need any more advice on how to write my resume when you haven't been employed for a while. You like to tell people how to do things while you're not doing things. And she came unhinged. So I had to pull over into a parking lot. This woman nearly broke my windshield with her shoe. That's my sister, the French one. Why don't I hang out with her no more? Okay. Anyway, <clears throat> back in the day before she started getting wacky, really aggressively uh, violent um, sometimes, uh, or, or you know what, I'll pause. It may have been aggressively violent then, but I might not have been conscious of it because I was told that that was the normal thing, right? Mom and I definitely had physical fights uh, before I became big enough to fight her back and then she stopped with the slap. But um the French one picking up a shoe in a parking lot and trying to break my windshield with it because I didn't want advice on my resume is one reason I don't hang out with her. And I remember driving away from that parking lot going, I am justified to separate myself from this person because she is unsafe, you know, and she made her husband pack the whole kid up with kids and drive 40 minutes to come get her just because I said, no, I am done taking your advice right now. I'm driving a car. Stop hitting me. You know, that's okay. So that's my sister. And before that, <laughs> when I was 15, 20, 25, 30, um, oh my God, some of the best times of my life, you know, just giggling and laughing and dancing and learning about different kinds of art that I didn't know that she knew. Uh, she educated me just like grandma did. I guess another memory I'll share with you. I don't even know if I can capture this memory. It's one of my best memories. And yet it's also tragic, you know, but, um, well, we, we were fine physically, but I can't be with this person anymore. So I mourn and grieve this person. This is part of it. So the French one had a job. She was working as a jeweler in a chain jewelers in a big department store you probably heard of. She wanted to change her job. She wasn't happy at her job and she was looking around. So in the, uh, she really loved the corporate environment. She was really effective as a corporate worker for this chain for a very long time. She was probably working there five, 10 years easily, uh, but she enjoyed what she was doing, you know, and she sold jewelry effectively. My father had a pawn shop. My father went to swap meets and sold jewelry and coins. Uh, my family is salesman. My, my sister, the French one kept trying to get me to be a friend. Uh, she's like, you are a perfect salesperson. You are the salesperson. You're so much like dad like that. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm a philosopher who might not think it's ethically right to up, you know, uptick for a bigger commission. You know what I mean? So I struggle with that as a Buddhist, but uh, uh, the French one did not struggle with that. <laughs> the French one didn't struggle at all. Compromising, commission, money, making her money. No, she had no problem with that and she had no problem she actually kind of got off on manipulating some that's the thing that really she was an effective salesperson because she could be highly manipulative and lie she was an effective liar my sister the french one so it took me some time to learn that until it was like too tragic and you're like now i can't trust you gotta let you go but here's one of our best memories 
<laughs> she transferred or she was thinking about transferring from her job here in the Willamette Valley working as a jeweler in that chain store. So there was a job down uh, south at a university town nearby that was a little more liberal, you know. So uh, she was thinking about that. So she says, I got to go to this interview. Do you want to come down with me? Because I'm going to go down. It'd be a real long drive. I'll be bored. You can hang out. And I'd, I'd like the encouragement. She really invited me to go. I was like, I'd love to. So we got into her little CRX, a little Honda CRX. And she was driving. We were listening to these little cassette tapes, popping in the cassette tape. And it was Robert Palmer. Might as well face it, you're addicted to love. And so we spent the entire drive, at least an hour, well, 45 minutes, an hour, driving, singing this music, grunting at each other. <laughs> she had this big interview, this big interview. Well, it was for a chain jewelry store. Uh, but the whole time down, we're blasting Robert Palmer, grunting. And then, and then we started doing fart contests. Okay. So we were just giggling and laughing and we, you know, she'd drive in the car. She had issues with anger. She would drive fast. I saw her go up to almost 90 in anger once. She's like, and she just drive like a fucking maniac. And I remember she got out of control one time and she had to pull over and she apologized to me and I was scared. I was real scared with her at the wheel, but uh, sometimes because she, she would, when she would switch, she couldn't control herself. Well, she could, but she, well, I don't know. When she would switch her dissociative identity disorder, you could have a wild animal on your hands. And I didn't know that for a while, right? So anyway, we're going down to this interview. So she goes down to the interview the whole time. We're like giggling and laughing. Oh, oh. And then we end up going, well, you know, we got to do fart contest. Oh, you want to do a fart contest? How about what noises? Oh no, gotta be worse than that. You know, so then the contest became how can you do the best silent but deadly fart? Let's emulate the best silent but deadly fart. You know, we just were just just horrifically animalistically fart girls. I mean just going down there and making silly noises all the time. And she goes into the interview and I'm just walking around 19, 20, 21 years old at the time. Uh, 30 some years ago now and, and then she we get back in the car and it's like how'd you go how'd you go she goes i don't know about it i have to think about it she was kind of still not into it but then on the way back we did the same thing we just did fart noises and grunting at each other and cackling like wild animals yeah well cackling like very happy girls yeah <laughs> and i gotta tell you how i miss being around someone who is artistic and intelligent you know, before she got judge, judging and shaming and like, I'm better than you and I'm going to drive my daughters to you because they want birth control and I refuse to give them to them. I'm going to make them wear chastity rings at the church, you know, and, and then the aunt's going to have to decide if they're going to help, you know, because it could be illegal. And I'm like, I got to think about this, you know, take care of them, but also not break a law, right? You know, how do you take care of them, you know? So how beautiful is it that in this moment at this time, there's a memory and I can just, it's like touching lightning. My family has a history of that, but it's like getting into the vein, you know, and um, tonight I'm gathering together. This artist has this company that makes these uh, pop-up flowers that are bouquets of flowers and they're beautiful. They're never wilting flowers designed by an artist. I got a big batch of them and I'm mailing them to my friends and loved ones and, uh, Tonight's going to be a night of gratitude. I'm going to be spending some night. I think I might do some Brubeck, day Brubeck, take five, do a little jazz or something like that. I'm just telling people how much I love them. 
and the people that I love and I'm sending them these bouquets of flowers, but you can fold them down and put them in your filing cabinet and they never wilt. And you want lilies today or roses? You got options and they ain't that expensive and they, they actually plant a tree for every bouquet you buy with this paper. I'm very excited and um, really enjoying the fact that I come from a talented family and I still have talented family and friends yet um, how joyous it is when you're in creation and you don't know what's going on and you're just going like a fucking, what's that, bombsled rider? You're just going ricochet, ricochet. You don't know what's going on. You're going downstream and you're loving it, but you're scared as hell. That's kind of what was going on then. It might be kind of fucked up, but when you're singers and you're all vocally trained and had to perform, um, calling each other and pranking each other by singing off key was how we had fun. <laughs> So, not that we had issues. I mean, this is a, this is close as love as you're gonna get. That's what we got. So anyway, I wanted to share this story with you because um, what a great memory! What a great memory! And I'm looking at all these flowers surrounding me right now. So I'm like, okay, let's do that. And I was actually thinking about loading up Robert Palmer, but I didn't know if I could handle all the grunting. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Might as well face it. Okay. All right. Well, I don't want to get copyright infringement for that. So um, thanks for listening to this story. Um, I'll probably clean it up later, but I had to get the inspiration down. You know what I mean? All right. Woohoo.